uh, at 7, and Gary will be leading us in that time. Uh, this tour, I've, I'll sing better later. Too. You'll sing better later. I can't imagine it being better. Um, but that'll start tonight at 7. If you haven't rounded up your friends to be here tonight, there will be tickets at the door. Uh, and uh, the $20 not only covers your ticket in, but also a CD to take home. Um, Gary's not getting rich on this tour. He's charging us absolutely nothing. He's coming out of the goodness of his heart. This isn't about fame and lights and glitz. This is a tour about ministry and connecting with people right where they are. Uh, For his heart in that, uh, I'm so pleased and and so blessed. And you will be too tonight if you return at 7. But at this time, I would like to uh, dismiss our kids to uh, harvest kids' time. If you have a child that's of that age grade up to fifth grade, uh, it's time for their uh, time of discipleship, and Miss Allie will be happy to lead them to where that happens. And if you're new with us this morning, have a kid in that age range, if you want to step out and get them checked in, it'll only take a moment, and you can be back in no time to uh, join us in here for worship, and you'll also know uh, where to pick up your kids after service. We don't keep them for the weekend, so uh, you, you will need to pick them up uh, after. Uh, This morning uh, is uh, also a special day in that it is a a debut morning for our Harvest Chorale. And this morning they'll be singing, Be Thou My Vision. And uh, my dad has a few words to say uh, about that song as they come to take their places uh, to bless us with this song, which will also be over our offering. So as they come, would you join me for a word of prayer? Lord God, this morning we bless you as being our provider and our blesser who has blessed us to be a blessing. God, use this offering this morning for your kingdom purposes. We pray that it will do even more in your hands than it can do in ours. Empower us, Lord God, that we might live for you in all ways, not just with our giving, but with our living. In your holy name we pray, amen. Thanks to our choir for our hymn this morning. It's Be Thou My Vision. They asked me to tell you the story of the hymn. There are libraries about the stories of the hymn, and they tell about the warmth of our faith and the depth of our relationship with Jesus Christ. I commend them. The story of this hymn really begins with a teenager, 16 years of age. His name was not Andrew. It could have been. It was Patrick. He grew up in England in a nominally Christian home. At the age of 16, he was captured by Irish pirates, taken back to Ireland, and made a slave. That life was so traumatic, so terrible, until he told God that he couldn't stand it unless God came and dwelt with him there. God did that. He was there for a long time, several years. Finally, he told God he couldn't stand it unless somehow he got him out of there. And Patrick escaped went back to England. He devoured the Bible. He studied theology. He became a person evangelizing there. And then God called him to go to Ireland, back to the place of his captors, and be a missionary there. Think about that. He went. He was on fire for God. Thousands started accepting Christ. And the king there forbade him to continue his missionary work there. He... uh, forgot about the king. He recognized him as king, but he, he gave himself in loyalty 
to the ruler of all. That phrase is in this song. Patrick talks about thousands coming to Jesus Christ, about sons and daughters of kings of Ireland, Ireland being converted. Patrick not only revived the Celtic church, but he made out of them a missionary, evangelizing, passionate church. He taught literacy. The Bible was at the heart of it. Five centuries after he was gone, they were still evangelizing in the British Isles, in Gaul, and in Central Europe. Think about that. And someone who had heard the gospel from generation to generation to generation to generation captured the spirit and the passion of Patrick. No wonder they made him patron saint of of Ireland. Listen for that passion and that love as you listen to this song.
Let me ask you, what might be your next venture with God? Are you imagining God's next, that challenge that will intimately require his partnership to make it even possible? If you have the courage to imagine God's next in your own life, then this message this morning is a message for you. Even though it's a very specific message about the way we in this church have been imagining God's next coming into focus for us. Here's a shortened version of a video that we've been playing that gives us just a little perspective on that. Let's play it now. Here at Abiding Harvest, we are expanding our facilities to include a multi-activity center. We have taken time to imagine God's next, and we are preparing to add a facility for reaching more children and youth and other growing ministry opportunities. Our multi-activity center will be located on the east side of our current building. We will continue architectural elements that match our current facility. The exterior will have a small courtyard for gatherings in between buildings. There will be a garage door that can be opened up to allow for crowds to flow in and out of the building during special events. Inside, there will be a multi-purpose gymnasium for sports, special projects, outreach events, and a stage for worship and teaching. Other uses of this area may include banquets, wedding receptions, and other special events. Our youth will have dedicated areas too, with the second story mezzanine and game area for just hanging out while playing a game of pool or foosball together. Downstairs will be a gathering space for teaching time, discussion groups, and a place to study after school. It will be great for them to have a place to call their own and to do life together. We are excited as we imagine God's next to reach our community in a fresh new way here at Abiding Harvest. Now, that's just an imagining of of the building. But we've been in a process here for several weeks of salting this through. Starting at a place where we'd surrender ourselves to God and say, God, we're yours. All we have is yours. Asking, Lord, that being the case, what of my means can I contribute to making this a reality? Asking God and then listening. Listening deeply and listening carefully to exactly what he tells us. And then finally, taking action in obedience to what he's called us to do. Uh, The message this morning is uh, certainly focused on this campaign, but it fits any time in your life where you're taking a leap of faith, where God's calling you uh, to some stretch uh, in obedience. You'll find the scripture for this message in John chapter 2. It's one of my favorite passages of scripture. Uh, It's actually the first of the miracles of Jesus, according uh, to John, the first of his signs. But before we we jump into the word, uh, I'd like just to take a moment to focus some thoughts about this particular project, and then it'll come to relate to all of us uh, wherever we are. Uh, 
Last week, we talked about giving enough, what it means to, to tithe and what, what it means to support church through uh, our offerings and our ministries. And we've said that this is a priority for us, that we do ongoing ministry and mission, that our building will be something over and above that. It will be an expansion of what we do, not a robbing of ministry in order to put up a structure. And so uh, we're still focused uh, in that particular way. But as we've talked about that, this morning I want to talk about giving not enough, but giving more than enough. Additionally, over and above, what is more than enough? And what happens when, when we do that with God? It's troubled me a bit, uh, some, some of the conversation that I've heard about this. And I wasn't really sure... Uh, how it troubled me until this message helped me focus it. And uh, I think sometimes we can approach things like this with an unnecessary dichotomy in thinking, you know, an either-or kind of mentality. Um, What more? More what? It's not just more structure and more facility. Uh, It's really more of God's work being done in and through this church, through us. There's sometimes a false dichotomy there. If if I was a carpenter, uh, this is almost like asking this question. um, Where should I invest my money, in good tools or in good materials? Uh, uh, That's a false question. Where there's an or, there ought to be an and, right? Because it takes both. And if I, if, if I buy a great tool, but I don't build the house, that gets me nowhere. If, if I try to build a, a great house, but I, I've got shoddy tools, that's going to compromise and frustrate the work. So it's, it's not an either-or kind of thinking. It's a both-and. And before we jump into this passage in, in general, I, I want to focus it particularly about this particular project. It, it's not a... Uh, Ministry versus money issue. It's a both and. Isn't it always the case? We've said that ongoing ministry is a priority. We've already pledged ourselves to that for the next year. Today we're considering a three-year pledge to do something over and above that. We've told the story many times that we already have a $750,000 gift leading us. What you may not know is that for the million or so dollars we're still hoping to raise in pledges, uh, the requirement of sacrifice for that is something that will be owned by all of us. It will include gifts appropriate for children and gifts that would stagger many of us. And just when I thought maybe as a pastor, you know, we get nervous too. I, I don't know if we often admit that, but, but I, I, I was thinking about a week ago, oh my gosh, a uh, million dollars from the rest of us. And my heart was panicking. I know you believe you've got a pastor that's full of faith and never wavers, right? But God knows exactly who I am. So this week he arranged a little lunch that I was totally unsuspecting of. Really wasn't aware that this person even had the means to pull this off. And just before lunch started, he surprised me. His wife was with him. He slid an envelope across the table and I opened it up and it was a open-ended check for a hundred thousand dollars. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) 
so I bought him lunch. But, but, but just, when you, just when you think maybe you've, you've bitten off a little more than you can chew, God shows up. He has a way again and again of stretching us out somewhere and leaving enough room in the vision and the plan for himself. Just because he wants to be involved. Just because he not only wants to work through us, but he wants to work with us. He calls us a 